0: Welcome to Bussin', the Greenville Transit Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Predmore, and I'm also the Executive Director of Greenville Connects, an advocacy coalition working to expand resources for public transit in Greenville. If you've been following along on our podcast, you know that I've been riding with elected officials and community leaders for the last couple of seasons. This season, we're trying something new. We're still riding the bus, but the voices you will hear are the voices of Greenlink riders. We want to give you a chance to hear their transit stories directly from them. Today, we're talking to several riders on several different buses, because great riders ride different buses going different places all the time. The sun is out in typical summer fashion, and the bus was very full. As we embark on our journey, we have the opportunity to speak with some of the passengers and listen to their experiences. Our first conversation is with a sweet family on their way to the mall. So, what are your names, and where are you all headed today?
1: Phil. Shell. Haywood Road to the mall. Our car is down. So it's a means of transportation to get around. And Uber, Uber charges too much. And you just can't keep spending money like that. So this saves. Depending at the times and the rates, the most you'll pay is like $13. The less you'll pay is like $10. If we travel Uber, it's about, you know, seven-minute wait for the ride to pick you up. And then it's about 10, 15 minutes, you know, give or take with traffic. Bus system, I know it takes a little longer because you got certain routes you have to go and touch and stuff like that. So I say, on a good day, if we if we make the route on time to be picked up from our destination at uh, 30 minutes to an hour, it's a big difference, a huge difference.
0: Phil and his family bring up a good point. When choosing how to get around town, there are trade-offs paid in time and paid in money. When analyzing the cost of cars, rideshare services like Uber, and taking transit, many would think cars come out on top. In reality, transit is poised to become the least cost-burden option. Our current infrastructure is set up to put cars first. We have highways with multiple lanes on both sides, yet still experience dense stop-and-go traffic every day, especially at certain times a day. If you need to go shopping, you often need a car, as it is difficult or even impossible to walk or bike for errands. Meanwhile, parking minimum mandates, or laws that say a certain number of spots must be built alongside buildings, lead to half-empty parking lots and sprawling strip malls, where it is a hassle to get in and out of. All are symptoms of our car-centric society. Even the lack of transit options are the result of car culture. And it doesn't stop there. Cars are also a huge financial burden. New studies show the financial burden of owning a car can cost individuals an average of $650,000 in their lifetime due to factors such as purchase price, gas, insurance, and maintenance. Of that total, society ends up subsidizing the cost an average of $275,000 per person. That burden would significantly shrink if transit became more accessible means of transportation for everyone. Another cost to consider, though, is in time spent waiting. Most Greenlink buses run on hour-long intervals. Their frequency is every 60 minutes. The wait times can easily be lowered with more funding. More funding means more buses, more routes, and better frequency, which means lower wait times. It would make transit an almost unbeatable option for transportation. If you just consider the cost, which is only fifty dollars a month for a Green Link bus pass, for people like our next rider, Loretta, money matters when deciding how to get around town. It's why she does take transit. Loretta
1: I'm going home because I go my mama have to help her out. <laughs> it don't take that long because I take. I I get there for 9 o'clock. It won't even be 9 o'clock before I get in her port- house Monday to Saturday. You know, our buses don't run on Sunday. I think they should run on Sunday because you got people probably want to go to the mall and stuff like that. Like me, I used to work at Emma Suite 15 years ago. I used to um, pay my cousin every two weeks, every $20. He used to take me to work on Saturday morning, i ride the bus back on Saturday. Sunday morning, he got to come get me, pick me up, and take me down back. That was money, man. I don't work no more. I'm retired. So I think they should sure have the bus running on Sunday. Yeah, I hope they do try to get more rides and stuff going, going on.
0: Service seven days a week and additional hours of operation would be fantastic. It would allow people the freedom to run errands, visit family, and get to work whenever they needed to. Besides the need for Sunday transit service and longer run times, there's also an economic incentive to run the bus on Sunday. According to a recent study, if GreenLink is able to extend service hours and provide 30 minute service, they would help generate $512 million in Greenville County by the year 2030. So, why don't we have extended hours already? Greenlink doesn't have enough capital or support from the county council. The county council recently approved their budget for the 2024 and 2025 fiscal years. Transit is in the budget, and it's getting just enough money to maintain their current operations, but not enough to expand into any other services. Our next rider shares how frequency would make a difference for those who live on service routes further out.
1: I live down Malden Road. The bus doesn't go all the way down that way. And I hike about almost an hour to get to the bus stop. So no matter if I'm going to White uh, Augusta Road, or the one that uh, goes to Millennium Boulevard, either way I got to walk before I can catch the bus. I'm handicapped. That's a long way. Uh, got to go back home. Then I got to come back out. Then I got to go take care of some business. Depending on the traffic and stuff, I don't know how long it's gonna take me. Sometimes I miss the bus and I have to wait a whole another hour. That's the hardest part about it. If you got an appointment. You can't catch the bus, you have to get on the bus an hour earlier just to make sure that you're going to make it to your appointment on time.
0: One hour-long appointment can cost someone their whole day. Some listening may wonder why riders don't just take a rideshare service like Uber or Lyft. The next several riders we spoke with discuss how rideshares are not a viable alternative to transit. Rideshare services like Uber or Lyft, that may be useful in a pinch, can quickly cost a couple hours worth of pay for one trip alone. For the average Uber trip cost of $25.37, it costs someone working the minimum wage of $7.25 almost four hours of work for one ride. For people who may use Uber to get to and from work, that can be their whole day of pay. And, like fill shares, the wait for ride share service like Uber can still be up to 10 minutes. Finally, consider that rideshare services are only viable if there are even drivers available in your area to pick you up. No drivers? You're out of luck, and you're still waiting. With cars costing more than rideshare services, transit is the only viable, consistent option. Let's listen to the story of the next rider, a Furman employee.
1: I work at the grill in the dining hall. I've been riding it a lot lately. I had never ridden it until like two months in my life, about two months ago. It saved me $27 a day round trip for work. It saved my job, the bus. If I take the 2.40 bus, I don't get there till 10 after 3. When I'm scheduled at 3, I'll be 10 minutes late, so I take the earlier one. I get there early, but I go to the bakery and get some nuggets of
0: love and my cappuccino. So while having to plan for extra time and an earlier trip isn't ideal, sometimes riders get the chance to make the most of the situation. When planning your ride, follow this rider's lead if you have a chance. See if there's something you can do to explore the community. Our next rider, John, has been a rider for a long time. He shares another tip for making transit more accessible, park and ride, and helps those living further out from route access points still enjoy the benefits of transit.
1: Uh, Sometimes uh, I go to different different places all day. It's better than what it was, but it could be better. Well, well you could put more routes on and you could um, cut down from an hour to, down to around 30 minutes or something like that, maybe less. That would be easier, yeah, because, see, if you miss a bus, you gotta wait a whole hour to get another one. So if it, if it wasn't for that, it, the, the, the wait wouldn't be so, so long. Uh, even when I had my car, I always wrote, um, I've been riding the bus for about 20, 20, um, 20 years. I used to park my car and get on the bus. My sister does the same thing right now. She'll go and park her car in the park and go ride and get on the bus.
0: Park and rides are a convenient way to travel around Greenville, reduce traffic, and make the headaches of finding a parking spot downtown a thing of the past. To find out where you can park and ride around Greenville, check out our resources list in the description of this podcast episode. And if you're using the bus frequently enough, there are great discount programs. Let's hear from our final rider, Joe, as he explains one of the key benefits riders get when they ride the bus frequently enough.
1: Um, I'm going to East to bridge roads to the 7-Eleven. Um, I, I try to ride the bus like three times out a week. Um, the bus fare is normal. Then you going out paying someone 10 15 dollars to take you somewhere when you just pay a dollar 15 or either two dollars to get a transfer so I think it's a reasonable price you have some people that's elder people stand at the bus stop it's hot for a whole hour since time it'd be the bus have to do a uh, they they double route and people might have important uh appointments or things like that they'll throw you off because of the bus and then you don't know if the full time the bus gonna come so
0: So while there are numerous tips we can share from riders about creating pockets of enjoyment due to needing to take the bus earlier, or suggesting park and ride opportunities, we still need to remember that the current frequency is not enough. People shouldn't have to plan their whole day around bus times. We need to build a stronger system with frequencies that are often enough that taking the bus isn't an ordeal. It means riders know missing the bus won't impact their day at all. They can just catch the next one in a few minutes. Frequency is freedom. Throughout this season, we aim to share the stories of the Greenlink riders, their frustrations, their loves, their aspirations for improving the system. By listening to their experiences, we hope to offer you, our listeners, a fresh perspective on public transit and its significance in our community. This is the voice of six Greenlink riders that you've heard today. Unprompted, they join the voices of other riders asking for more buses going more places more often. Expanding transit would mean a higher quality of life for them, their employers, and their families. We're going to keep riding to meet more Greenlink riders this season. Join us next week to hear from some everyday voices who use transit to get to work and back home again, and everywhere in between. Have you been listening for a while and you want to help make transit better? So do we. Join our coalition and find out about the ways you can help build better transit. Visit our website and sign up for our monthly newsletter. To get started, go to greenvilleconnects.org. Let's get more buses going more places, more often. Bus in the Greenville Transit Podcast is produced by Podcast Studio X.